Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. And gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. So let it be written. So let it be done. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pull up some dust and sit down. And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, no, no, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated and never duplicated. Welcome to Ring Talk. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, we're coming to you live from Sports Byline, live on Twitch.tv, of course, the Sports Byline USA channel. They implored me to do the video, so I'm doing the video for them. Straight up, we are coming to you live, of course, each and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So you might be listening to the show delayed somewhere, maybe on your Anchor podcast or iTunes or somewhere. But the bottom line is we air live every Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, live here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio. Of course, Channel 211, the man, the damn Patrick Channel. We got it going on. Bottom line is we're talking combat sports today. Of course, we'll hear from the USC featherweight champion, still Alexander Volkanovsky, a bit of a controversial winner last night, of course, over Max Holloway. Max Holloway, the slug in Hawaiian, um, came up short on a split decision. So we'll hear from him. We'll also hear from Teofimo Lopez. That's right, the future of boxing. I know Hector Martinez doesn't think so, but I do. He's going to beat Lomachenko when they fight. And that's what he's talking about, he and Lomachenko. So we'll hear from Teofimo. We'll also hear from Kamir Usman the world welterweight champion of the UFC. I'm talking about the guy that totally outclassed Jorge Masvidal last night. Masvidal took the fight on a week's notice. Well, it sort of showed because he, he sucked down the stretch as far as his endurance and stamina was concerned. He was totally outclassed. He was beaten by a better man. I hope Jorge Masvidal can admit that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check us out. The live TV broadcast, twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Between jobs, retiring, or just need health or life insurance, please visit MyHealth-Coach.com or call 833-687-5261. Before you try to get a quote online, call us. We will provide you with the information most sites will not. We teach you exactly what life or health insurance plan you qualify for, how to use your plan, and maximize your benefits. We provide you with the information to make a knowledge-based decision to ensure selecting the right plan. MyHealth-Coach.com to an appointment. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. iHeartRadio. An app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Yesterday, I was in the Excelsior District here in San Francisco, and a mask dispute got a, got a little ugly. Let me put it to you this way. The old man says to the young man in a restaurant, quote, for your daughter's safety, she should probably have a mask on, end of quote. 30-year-old Latino father then called the old man every filthy name in the book. The bully gets in the old man's face, and the old man insists to the old man, what are you looking at? The old man responds, a fat guy. Bully pushes the old man twice, and the old man leaves. His, his food was not ready. Old guy returns for food a couple of minutes later, and Bully backs the old man up to the door with balled-up fists, and he made a move. Surprise! The old man landed first, and the bully is down, having been reduced to low-rider rubble and a nanosecond by a single punch. 
The old man then slapped the bully twice for good measure, swollen and cut. The bully was horizontally talking spit. This is the old man slowly walked to his car. He did not run. He walked. That old man was me. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Not taking any smack here. I, I just wasn't. I mean, I, I tried to be as, as humble as I could. The guy approached me three different times, got physical three different times. The fourth time, I just felt I had to crack him. What could I do? Bottom line is, at the end of the day, he's thinking about it. I'm not. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. We're waiting on the Godfather. He's in the house. We're talking about Mr. Larry Merchant. And Larry, how are you today, sir? Well, it's a beautiful day in Santa Monica. I'm sitting here reading newspapers and uh, having a late breakfast. You know, I, I still read newspapers, and, and I get off on newspapers and magazines more than I do the Internet. Is that because of my upbringing, because, because I was bred on newspapers? Yes, <laughs> in I mean, a word. Uh, but in, in maybe in both of our cases, because I'm similar to you, um, I'd rather have the well thought out reporting of 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 uh, serious journalists than read the um, one sentence or one paragraph take on some cosmic subject. <laughs> From an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I, I agree. But, but obviously, you know, I've got a, a thing now where my computer reads to me. I have a Macintosh, and I've, I I highlight the, the text and push con option and escape button, and it reads to me. So, in other words, I used to read some like 100,000 words or more a week. Now I'm still reading that, but I'm not reading it per se, Godfather. The computer's reading a lot to me. Look, um it's it's the new world and the next world and uh i i see that and there are a lot of there's some good stuff on it i'm sure but um reading the la times and the new york times uh uh daily uh, fills me in on what's going on out there yeah but, but i will say this though the uh <laughs> I had the laugh. The president, of course, threw that, that, that rally in Tulsa last week there, or a couple of weeks ago, the, four nine ago, they only drew a, a few thousand people. The reason why these Tic Tac kids got together online and they organized and, and they, they hoarded all the tickets up. I kid you not. So these kids, uh, the kids are moving in a positive direction as far as politically is concerned. And you know what, Godfather? I think they need to because it's, it's their world. You and I, our times, you know, we're passing, but it's, it's, it's their world now. They've got to take control. And I think that. Well, it, yeah, you know, it's, it's good to hear that, um, um, the liberal side of, of the world is alive. taking, it's seriously to combat all those uh, people out there who uh, want to tell fairy tales. Well, fairy tales and fairy tales and, <clears throat> and, and you know, I, I was going to do a whole editorial on being called the N-word because my mother was Norwegian and my father was Puerto Rican. He didn't even admit to being Puerto Rican. He called himself Portuguese. He didn't want to be associated with anything that was black, okay? And my grandmother, evidently, we traced the roots and she was half black. But I got called the N-word so much growing up, it just got really? to be 
People said to me, "Why did? Why was he?" My mother, my mother, used, my mother used to tell people, "Well, you know, he got into a fight today. Why? Somebody called me in word. So that went away, and now it's back." Um, where, where were you raised? San Francisco. And and they were using the N word. Oh, in the sixties and the seventies, no doubt about it. Well, well, um, you know there there was a time not uh, sort of recently. You know, when some black people use the word about themselves or their others. True. Uh, I can, and it was a, a matter of class. And I'll tell you a story. We were in Munich for a, a Muhammad Ali fight when he fought that. Jurgen Blen? Jurgen Blen? What? Was his name Jurgen Blen? No, he fought the guy named Dunn. Richard British, Dunn. Right. And he had a bunch of his pals there. Um, and apparently they stole some linens or something. There was some incident. And I was told that Ali got them in a room and he used the N-word on them. And even though he was a black man. And it connoted uh, some kind of lower cat, lower class person in the black world. Um, and it got common, if not common usage, not uncommon usage in some parts of the entertainment world and so on. Um so, so maybe, maybe they're going to be out, outgrow. Uh, maybe it will be outgrown by uh, the next generation. You know, what it always boiled down to, it, it was a battle of wits, and we would go back and forth, and I would intellectually defeat them, and they would come up with the N word. It was like the ultimate. I said, right. "Hey, here it comes! Here it comes! You no good N." I mean, holy, you know. That's that's growing up. I, I, it was tough. And I remember my mother having to come to school a couple of times, and she said to him, she said to the principal, Beatrice Lynch, "What do you want me to do?" And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and Beatrice really didn't have an answer. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's it's some kind of the way I look at it uh, is that. Knowingly or unknowingly, there are some people inside of the black world who use it in a kind of ironic way. And you, you diffuse the meaning I agree. of the word if you use it I agree. on yourself. Yep. And you use it ironically. Um, but, it's hard to distinguish between that and the mean-spirited use of the word or the casual use of the word where it's um, inappropriate. Good point. The Godfather's in the house. Larry Merchant was switching gears, talking to Teofimo Lopez and Lomo after the break. Of course, you are tuned to Sports Byline. You can send the Godfather a text via the studio text line, the number... 
415-275-1613. Once again, studio text line 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but <laughs> never duplicated. You want to take action play when Howard yeah. Cosell and everybody is calling Muhammad Ali. Then why you got to be one of all people who's color to keep saying Cassius Clay? My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the center of that ring after the fight if you don't do it now. Baby, 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 I got the Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800 That's 800-603-0885. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Hot damn, now you're talking. 
Looking at the news here, the palace in Auburn Hills, that's located in the suburbs of Detroit, was demolished this week and uh, with a series of explosions. I did a couple of fights there. Godfather, do you remember doing any fights at the palace? Auburn Hills in Detroit? I never heard of it until one second ago. Godfather? Yeah. I mean, do you remember? I, 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 we did, I remember we did Cobo Hall together. We did the Prince Nassima Med, I think, Wayne McCoy right. fight. We did it. Right. That was a Cobo. Yeah, that that was the only fight I ever covered in Detroit. Okay, well, they, they had me doing a couple of fights. I got to meet Aretha Franklin on two occasions, and the second time she, she referred to me as Pedro, and I was a little like... Little, I was like, ha, 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 I was all fluttery. <laughs> she was a nice lady. Anyway, Godfather, the fight you're talking about, of course, on the Internet is um, is Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Evidently, I guess they are going to try to negotiate some type of deal where Mr. Uh, Wilder walks away or steps aside for a few million dollars. Nice way to, to get paid and not work. Um, have, you heard, have you heard any pro- progress on this from your end? No, I haven't. And... It won't happen until um, you can have big crowds because in boxing uh, the the gate uh, is important. Uh, a big mega fight like that would generate uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, in pay-per-view. But my recollection is you know, they can make 15, 20, who knows how many millions of dollars, particularly if they they have that fight in Britain. Um, so I don't see it happening anytime soon, but if they're negotiating, um, that's, good. that's a good thing. Mr. Teofimo Lopez, of course, one of my favorite guys, 15 and zip out of Brooklyn, 15 and zip with 12. Of course, he is a phenom, the IBF champion. And Vasil Lomachenko, well, they're talking about duking it out. I know that Bob's been working on trying to make, um, trying to have at least a few fans out there, a couple thousand fans out there. And I think that's the only issue that we're having right now. Um, with a fight that, with this magnitude of this type of fight, I mean, is definitely one that needs to have fans. So I understand where he's coming from with it. But, you know, we're training every day and we just, uh, waiting on it for it to be official. I would love the fans to be at the Allegiant Stadium. I would love for us to be, you know, the first, you know, fight, you know, in boxing and the first sport to actually be out there and holding, you know, a type of fight like this. So that's my, I would love for that, honestly. And I think everybody else would, um, even him, Lomachenko himself. So um, the only thing really now is just, like I said, uh, we're prepared to fight with or without fans. And that's where we come to our conclusion with now you know, with this whole pandemic. But, you know, this type of fight, definitely, you know, everyone is eyeing for it to be with fans. Godfather, if we have the fight without fans, can't we just make it up by tacking a few bucks on the pay-per-view? Uh, I don't know if you can make it up. There's going to be less money, Okay, put it that way. All right. And that's up to the promoters and the fighters. Uh, if they want to fight for less money than they would have made uh, in a big live a fight with a, 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 a stacked arena. Um, so it it depends on how eager and anxious uh, the fighters are. Um, it's conceivable that in a fight like this, uh, both fighters uh, want the fight. 
and um, they can make some money. So maybe it will be the first breakout fight uh, in during the pandemic era, era and afterwards. Okay, so they're thinking about doing this in the new Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas, and, and they're talking about social distancing, seating people like six feet apart and this and that. You know, conceivably, seeing we only get maybe 10, maybe we'd only get 10 or 15,000 people who want to go see that fight in, in mass. If we put it in the stadium of 60,000, we might be able to fit all those people or a lot of those people in there through social distancing. Am I, am I, am I dreaming? Um, you probably are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good dream. I'll put it that way. Uh, um, you know, but the high rollers, who get their tickets from the hotels, who buy, who buy them in lots uh, of, of uh, ringside seats. Those people who bring the really big bucks to it, uh, I'm not sure they're going to come to Vegas for a fight uh, at this point. I think most of them will stay home uh, to see it on television. But you'll get people into the arena. There's no question. You know, I jogged through this. I jogged through San Francisco and in, in, um, in San Bruno. It's a city outside of San Francisco near the airport. And I was I jogged through the main street of San Bruno, and they've got a town bar there. And for the first few days after the governor lifted this, it was standing room only with people with no masks, drinking, and the whole nine yards. Yesterday I went by there. There was only two lone fools all by themselves. I, I I I was like, I was you know I was beyond dumbfounded. I just I couldn't believe what I was witnessing with my own eyes. There, these people just flagrantly saying, you know what, I don't care. Um, there's some impulse in the human heart that uh, wants to be close to other humans. Real quick, and uh, I I I uh, do some walking in a in a park that overlooks the beach in Santa Monica. And uh, yesterday with the weather and the weekend, uh, there were pretty substantial crowds. Um, the, the, the highway was stacked with cars in every direction. And I expect it will even be bigger today because it's a beautiful day. And um, so it goes if they're willing to take the chance and that's on them. Good point. And um, but it's it's in my view, it's it's not the smartest thing you can do. Okay. Major League uh, Baseball. Will there be a season this year, Godfather? You've been following baseball since Babe Ruth. Will there be a season this year? Apparently, from what I'm reading. Um, but if the pandemic comes to a few of the major league cities that uh, haven't been hit hard. Um, maybe maybe it, it won't do very well in terms of getting fans into the, uh, or as we used to say, asses into seats. Um, but television would be happy to... to put some money up and uh, the players want to play. Uh, I just heard that the Buster Posey is yep. re- retiring for the season. Yep. Um, Mike Trout might 
do the same. Um, Those are I know that um, you won't find me at the ballpark, and that's that's uh, sad for me. You know, this whole this whole thing about being being um, restricted and this and that. I mean, I'm doing it for my health, and I'm doing it for the health of others, and 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 I I want to be. Uh, not. I, I want to be selfish and go out and do things that that I normally would. I'm a metrosexual. There's all kinds of things in my life that I can't do because of this pandemic. Um, but but I roll with it for the health and for the health of myself and the and the health of others. And like the guy in the restaurant yesterday, I, I was telling him. I said I said to him. I said, sir. I said, for, you know, for 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 the for the health of your daughter, maybe she should be wearing a mask. And like he, uh, he 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 got violent. I mean, unbelievably violent. So, I, I I'm just I'm, I'm in here. I'm in a world. I'm 62 years old. I'm watching a very very bitter world around me, Godfather. Yeah, well, it's polarized, just as the country is polarized, and it's taken on some cultural or pol- political significance. You know, whether you're going to just be yourself and. The way I look at it is maybe there's uh, one in a thousand chances of people getting the virus, uh, but if you don't pay heed to the uh, to, to the restrictions to using masks and so on, um, maybe it's one in five hundred. Okay, you remember? Do you okay. remember? Godfather, you remember Don King's driver, his bodyguard, Isidore, that guy that looked like a human refrigerator. He was like about five foot ten and about five foot ten inches wide. Do you remember him? No. Okay, he he died this past week from CO, CO, uh, from COVID, and he was only fifty nine years old. So I thought I would throw that in there. Anyway, you got any plans for the week for you and the Godmama? You guys going to like tour the coast, anything like that? Um, well, actually, we've talked about uh, after the weekend taking a. A couple of drives up and down the coast, um, and maybe finding an, some uh, outdoor uh, eating uh, facility. We haven't. We we really don't know what's going on out there specifically on the ground, but um, we're going to give it a shot. Godfather, you have the greatest of weekends, the greatest of week, and of course, say hello to the Godmama for me. I thank you for your time each and every week because you are a special individual and the Ring Talk family recognizes that and they appreciate you. Thank you so much, Pedro. The one, the only, the esteemed HBO Godfathers in the house, baby, each and every Sunday right here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I'm talking about Larry Merchant. You are tuned to Ring Talk. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Coming up, I'll touch on the world of mixed martial arts. Hour number two, I'm going to bring in a guy by the name of Dave Jaco. He fought everybody there is to fight. I kid you not. And he went to China with me. This guy's got a story to tell. He's been all over the world. Straight up, Dave Jaco in hour number two. And Kamir Usman will go with the world welterweight chairman of the UFC. He as well in hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, this is Ring Talk. 35, make that 36 plus years now. Knocking out all bums.
tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstar's team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Where do you hurt? It's my head, Doc. It's my head. Dizzy? Ringing in your ears? Well, I mean, it's all the time, Doc. Like bells? That's it, Doc, like bells. Huh? That Doc. How do they go? Uh, Dong, dong, ding, ding, or ding, dong? It's important. Ding, dong? Dong, ding? No second guessing. uh, Too bad. Should go dong, dong. Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. This is the new tune from the Tower of Power. Of course, Emilio Castillo, the band leader's on lead vocals here. He's got some chicks doing backgrounds, there's solos, there's all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Look into your eyes. This is a great song by the new Tower of Power. Check them out. Tower of Power 2020 at 
thepowerofpower.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look in the world of combat sports. Last night, the UFC was rocking and rolling, and of all places, Dubai. And if you've ever been there, you never want to go back. I thought it was, was it, oh, am I going to go into a rant on Dubai? No, I'm not going to go into a rant on Dubai. But I went there once, I spent a week in bed. You know, and it wasn't with all these lovely ladies or some type of harem or something like that. I had food poisoning. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway, last night, UFC went to Dubai, of course, on top in the main event. Kamir Usman retained the World Welterweight Championship over Jorge Masvidal. Of course, everybody's underdog, the bad guy. Uh, the the uh, cards were 50 to 45, meaning a shutout, five rounds of zip, five rounds of zip twice. And then one judge gave one round for Masvidal, 49-46. Um, that was five five-minute rounds. We'll get into that fight in detail in hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Excuse me. The co-feature, Alexander Volkanovsky, a split decision went over former champion Max Holloway. This went over well with Volkanovsky, but that was about it. He had that sort of surprise look to his face like, man, I lost, but I just won. You know, one of those looks. Anyway, Max Holloway uh, should have got the elevator, but instead it got the shaft. Well, here he is, the still UFC featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. Volko, a tough fight tonight. Maybe not the start you were looking for, but you certainly came on strong late. I know you're still digesting this result, but the first title defense is in the books. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was a t- tough fight. Max brought it. Uh, he stood there. Didn't, didn't really take a backward step. Um, yeah, he, he made it tough for me early in them rounds. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have used the kicks as much as I'd like. But, um, yeah, I still uh, got the job done, so that's the main thing. Dug deep in the last round. It was 2-2 two, two apiece, and I had to win that, that last round. Like I said, I wanted the finish. I know he went for the finish. Unfortunately, uh, we both didn't get it, but I got the decision. That's, that's all counts. So it seemed like you switched up things strategically. You leaned on the wrestling a little bit. A couple takedowns materialized for you. Was that a byproduct of the way the fight was going? Well, I'm always going to play what's in front of me. I'm a well-round fighter. Um, I couldn't, you could probably see I wasn't using the right kick as much because just, yeah, out from the last fight, I've actually, uh, it's still bloody sore from the last fight. So, um, yeah, once I, I touched that, I couldn't really use it, and then that happened with the left leg. But uh, the pain would go away, and I kept using it anyway, trying to break that rhythm still. But, um, yeah, he's tough. He's a gamer. Uh, you know, but, again, hard work, man. We're both hard workers, but I got the job done. You know, like I said, uh, no one can outdo me in there and nothing but respect to Max. I know we had words. Um, but, yeah, maybe he was trying to get in my head. Again, he done well, but I got the job done. So you've got a win over Jose Aldo now, two over the consensus greatest featherweight of all time, Max Holloway. Does this give you the closure in the series that you would like as you look ahead to the future? Yeah, well, winning, you know, we had ten rounds, and then uh, I was able to domin- uh, dominate him throughout there of course he won some rounds as well so credit to him but but again you know uh you know he's durable i thought uh yeah i could maybe take him out but you know uh even when i was on top i thought i'd be too strong there but he done well to get back up but again this is this is a fight game prepare for prepare for the worst i wanted to finish him early couldn't get that done but we got the job done you did you're 22 and one you've won 19 consecutive fights you're trying to get one more in before the year is up or what yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely want to get another one in. Uh, I like to stay active. And again, I'm one of the champions chasing the contenders. You know what I mean? We've yep. got a lot of uh, a lot of guys in our division. They're about to fight each other. I've got my eye on every single one of them. That's how champs are meant to do. You know, you've got to go your defenses and take out their number one contenders. That's exactly what I want to do. All class in victory or defeat. You haven't lost a whole lot in your UFC career. Congratulations, Alexander Volkanovsky. Enjoy those little girls. We'll see you on the other side, man. Do. Thank you. Enjoy those little girls. What are they trying to say? He's a pedophile? Enjoy those little girls? What the hell do they mean by that? Anyway, bottom line is props to ESPN there in uh, the USC for the audio. Volkanovski now 21-1. and The decision is quite controversial. In fact, I looked online. I couldn't find any trolls that thought Volkanovski won. So evidently Max Holloway. Uh, and you know, and people say to me, 
why would they want Max Holloway not to win? Because, you know, Max Holloway, the UFC, because Max Holloway would probably be a bigger star than Volkanovski because, you know, he has that past with the considered the greatest uh, featherweight of all time, two wins over Jose Aldo, who we'll get to in a second, um, because of the fact that, you know, they don't want to build superstars. I mean, they just don't. Don't you understand? If they build superstars, they got to pay superstars. They don't want to do that. This guy, Masvidal, of course, he held out, got a bunch of money, ended up losing last night, but he got a bunch of money. He got well paid. These other guys, don't get paid so well. In fact, you know, I keep telling you time and time again, if you make eight cents, if you're a pimp and you're pimping hookers out on the street and you only give them eight to 12 cents of every dollar they make, you ain't going to have too many employees too long. But the UFC, those boys have no choice because that is a massive plantation. Talk about Dana White. So in the co-main event, again, Alexander Volkanovsky, a split decision winner over Max Holloway, the former champion for the World 145-pound championship. And a, another title fight, Peter Yan. Pretty look good looking guy, man. But he beat up on the aforementioned Jose Aldo, who lost two fights in a row. Yeah, Dana White, your sport's really legit. It's really legit because we're going to get a guy that loses two fights in a row and we're going to give him a title fight. Well, hey, that's what we're going to do. So that's what Dana did. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Dana does it Dana's way. I think the Godfather Larry Merchant had, 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 had a less, uh, uh, attractive way to describe Dana White, but but that's basically the way he did it. I mean, to throw Aldo in there, he didn't deserve to be in no title fight, but they needed a title fight. You know what I'm saying? And they took the title, of course, from Henry Cujudo, who retired because he wasn't getting any money. Again, the whores want to get paid. I hate to say it like that, but that's just it. They want to get their money. You can't blame them. Nobody wants to go out there and risk their lives being on the streets of San Francisco or in an octagon in a cage somewhere fighting in the world, fighting some guy that wants to kill you. For a, for a nickel, when you should be getting paid 75 cents. I'm telling you, these guys are underpaid so much. What, one guy last week, I think, took, got, got an ass whooping for like four or five thousand. Come on, man. Nine thousand dollars to go out there and get destroyed and maybe see crookedly, you know, not see straight. I kid you not. You take a beating from these guys, you get kicked in the head. I've known guys that, that from boxing. That had residential effects. They couldn't handle it. In other words, their vision was off. One eye was going one way, one eye was going the other. They looked like a cyclops or something like that. But in MMA, you're seeing it even more. Anyway, Jose Aldo, hopefully he'll retire. They call him Scarface. Time to go. And a surprise in the women's strawweight bout. Of course, the judges, the box, the MMA gods were looking down on Rose Nahumanos. Rose is a nice girl. I, I really like her personality. She can fight as well. And she was a champion of strawweight. Then they put her in there with Jessica Andrade. In her first fight, they sent her to Brazil. Instead of giving her something she could work with, they sent her into like a lion's den right away. And, you know, some people just can't handle that. But Rose went down there, and Rose got slammed. I mean, a mean-ass body slammed in the second round, and Andrade was the winner. Of course, that was her last fight. That was like a year ago. Last night, they rematched after Andrade lost the title. Um, and guess what? Rose won a split decision, 29-28. It was a three-round fight. Two judges saw it. Two rounds to one for Rose. The other judge saw it at two rounds to one for Jessica Andrade from Brazil. The bottom line is the MMA gods were looking down on Rose, not Humanus. And, yes, there is a god because if ever there was a girl that deserved to win, she deserved to win, man. More pride and more props to her. Amanda Rebus was in another women's fight on the card. She fought a fly at 125. She turned back the model or the would-be model. I'm talking about Paige Van Zandt. That was the submission armbar one at two minutes and 21 seconds in round number one. Paige is good looking. She keeps fighting. She won't be. Some of the fighters in the other card, undercard, are not even worth speaking about. So I'm not going to go into them in detail. Why? It's not disrespect. It's not disrespect. It's just that 
Yikes, you know, it's, it's let me let me tell you, when you look at the USC and you look at their Wikipedia page, it's called the Wikipedia USC events page. You look at it and they update it all the time, but they update it with the results right after the fight. Like if, if a fight card's going on, you can see the results tap up here on Wikipedia like every five minutes when a fight's over with, they'll, they'll post the results. OK, so I'm looking at the results here on, on Wikipedia and I'm going through the going through these fights and like, you know, who wants to watch these? I mean. And you've got guys with no bios. I mean, when guys have no bios in the USC, um, as far as their Wikipedia pages are concerned, when there's no bios, that means they're going to lose. I can't find a guy without a bio that won. I found, take that back, Carol Rosa was a, a not, I couldn't find a guy. I found a woman. I found a woman that, that was unheralded, and she ended up pulling off a unanimous decision winner over Vanessa Mello. But outside of that, nobody without a bio in the USC wins. In other words, these people are being brought in straight up to lose. Whether you're going to Dubai, yeah, you're having a good time going to Dubai. But, man, the ass whipping for a few bucks, to me, it just isn't worth it. What am I trying to say? The UFC is the only game out there. It's the biggest game out there. And guys are forced to do this. I mean, they're forced to. It's like you have no choice. You really have no choice. I mean, you can you can talk all the smack you want, like Masvidal talked all that smack about leaving and this and that. And Henry Cujudo had to retire because he wasn't getting any money. Here was a guy that was a 135-pound and 125-pound champion, but Dana White didn't like him. So he wouldn't give him the money. He wouldn't give him that heavyweight money. Wouldn't give it to him. The guy deserved it. I mean, he beat, I mean, good Lord, Demetrius Johnson. Nobody thought that, that, that Super Mouse or Mighty Mouse, whatever they called him, the World Flyweight Champion, he was unbeaten. Nobody could ever beat him. He would never be beaten. What happened? <laughs> Henry took him to school. And, of course, 135 pounds, Henry wins the title there as well. So what am I trying to tell you? He's an incredible fighter, maybe pound for pound the best fighter in all mixed martial arts right now, and he had to retire because he didn't want to get pimped off anymore by Dana White. Do I think he'll return? Yes. How about John Jones? John Jones is retiring. Why is that? He can't get enough money. He wants money. How about Conor McGregor? He says he's done as well. These guys are all the top draws in the USC. Uh, Conor McGregor says, yeah, you know, I'm probably going to just stick to making whiskey and that kind of good stuff. He looks like he's in shape. I mean, he does. And John Jones is talking about sitting out two years in order to go fight for another organization. He's got that kind of money. He can do it. Okay? Not everybody can. That's the problem. Not everybody can. And Jones can out, out, outweigh uh, Dana White. And, of course, his prime is going to go with it. But the bottom line is he can outweigh Dana White while the other guys can't. So, also Amanda Nunes, the two-time champ, two-division champion, 135 and 145-pound champion. Of course, knocked out. Uh, Chris Cyborg Santos, which was a stunner to me, um, but she is she deserves all the props she can get at 135, 145. She's a champ. She fought a couple weeks ago, took a fight on short notice, lost a lot of weight, and did a good job in winning, I think, a five-round decision. But at the end of the day, she wanted out. They had to push her into this fight, basically talk about, we're going to stay. They were <laughs> whispering about stripping her. You know, in other words, that's what they do. The Dana White and his crew, the ESP, uh, the top, uh, the USC crew, they put out their, their press rumors through these guys. They drop lies through these guys on the Internet. And you see these guys going, yeah, uh, Amanda Nunes is going to be uh, stripped of her title if she doesn't step up. And Stip Miocic is going to be stripped of his title if he doesn't step up. Why should somebody step up and train in an atmosphere in which they might be, their health might be put at risk? I mean, you heard Mike Trout, Major League Baseball. He doesn't want to do it. This coronavirus is freaking him out. My man Buster Posey, the catcher for the SF Giants. Of course, he's headed for the Hall of Fame, no doubt about that. Um, but he doesn't want to play this season. 
he's scared. People are fr- people are are frightened. Okay, and I and I'm down with the frightened thing because I'm frightened. You should see me. I'm like walking around, washing everything, touching everything. Even the cut man's frightened. We're all freaking out on this thing because we're taking it real seriously. We're hoping that the boxing world will realize the MMA. Where at least myself are hoping that they don't want to rush things. Don't want to rush things. The last thing we need in boxing history or in MMA history. For, is for some event to be some super spreader. It meant like this. The heavyweight title fight between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier in 1971. 6,000 people got sick. I mean, that wouldn't be cool, would it? No, it wouldn't be cool then, and it sure ain't cool in 2020. You're tuning to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. Mr. Dana White, wherever you are, I have a hit list, but I want to start getting paid. I want to start making heavyweight money. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Matthew. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. 
When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Check it. This is our number one of two live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the Dan Patrick Channel, Channel 211, SB Nation Sports. I keep going and going. We've got like a thousand different internet platforms. Bottom line is we come to you live on Sports Byline and, of course, iHeartRadio each and every week. Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time for two hours. This is the Sunday edition and the Saturday edition, of course, Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, one hour live of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You can catch the podcast both the one-hour show Saturday and Sunday at anchor.com. Just look up Ring Talk Live Worldwide and subscribe, and every time we put up a new show there, you will get notified. Straight up, the as I mentioned, the ESP, uh, the USC's got a, a terrible schedule coming up. Nothing really, of course, until USC 252. I'm talking about Stip Miocic and Danny Cormier, the third fight around. Of course, Danny Cormier detached Stip Miocic's retina with those open-hand pokes that he was, I was screaming at the TV. The referee wasn't listening to me, but Miocic had to undergo surgery. That delayed the third fight. Of course, it's going to go August the 15th from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Holly Holm, there's a picture of me doing a fight card on my Facebook page. Of course, the ring announcing uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I think we were at the pit. Or one, not nothing. One of the casinos, of course, and that was a Holly Holm fight, man. That was a long time ago, but of course she's still rocking and rolling in the world of the USC, and she's going to be going August the first at the USC Apex and well in Las Vegas against a girl by the name of Irene Aldana. Of course, Holly Holmes, a former world boxing champion, at one point in time, of course, when she licked Ronda Rousey, she beat up Ronda Rousey so bad it was like yikes, man. She, she, if they were gay, she'd have been arrested for domestic violence. I mean, it was that bad of a beatdown, okay? But then she came back here. Thought she was cool and, you know, wanted to mess around. But then they put her in a fight that they shouldn't have put her. I tried to tell, I tried to tell Lenny Frescas, but Lenny had to have it his way. He was going to take a fight in between the uh, Ronda Rousey rematch. What happened? She got beat. I'm talking about Holly Holmes and her career was never the same. The managerial decisions of Lenny Frescas, a genius in the restaurant industry, but not in the boxing and MMA industry. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. This is hour number one of two live on Sports Byline. Stay tuned for hour number two live, of course, Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network. I can keep going, but just stay tuned for hour number two because we're kicking some. And gentlemen, live from the West Coast, 
It's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pedro, let me let me tell you congratulations on your long time in radio. You are your team and for your ratings, man. I was reading about that. I'm very impressed with you, Pedro. And now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy, and uh, I, I just do my best. Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another, but I'm going to get the job done. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios, live on Twitch TV. I'm talking about the Sports Byline USA channel. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, no, no, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Here I sit, the modest one. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. In this second hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, if you are coming to us, listen to us live, of course, the Sunday show, Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. We are for two hours on Sunday for live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, like a thousand other platforms. But this is hour number two of the Sunday show. If you listen to this live, if you listen to it on the podcast, of course, we're always rocking and rolling in Anchor.com. The Ring Talk Live Worldwide Channel Fast. Every time you can put a check there, you put a check there at uh, anchor.com and they will notify you every time a Ring Talk podcast becomes available. You are tuned to the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I said that more than once, but can I say, when you are the man, you are the man. We will talk boxing and MMA for the next hour. We're bringing Kamir Usman. The world welterweight champion, he's a man at 170 pounds, no doubt about that. Of course, last night he turned back, last-minute substitute, bad dude it is, Jorge Masvidal. But, you know, Masvidal, as tough as he was, as bad as he was, he, he was coming in at 35 and 12, and I knew he was leaving the ring at 35 and 13. Of course, the uh, champion, now 17 to 1, we'll hear from Usman a little bit later. And we'll bring in a guy that fought everybody, from George Foreman, you name it, he fought everybody, but he also traveled around the world. We'll talk with what it's like to be a career boxer with David Jaco at about 20 minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live, baby, on Sports Byline. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. 
between jobs, retiring, or just need health or life insurance, please visit myhealth-coach.com or call 833-687-5261. Before you try to get a quote online, call us. We will provide you with the information most sites will not. We teach you exactly what life or health insurance plan you qualify for, how to use your plan, and maximize your benefits. We provide you with the information to make a knowledge-based decision to ensure selecting the right plan. MyHealth-Quotes.com to schedule an appointment. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Hi, I'm Rick Tittle and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific Midnight on the East Coast right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network Video games are way more important than your job, your school or your relationship, so let's talk about them Everything from the 2600 to the 360 I don't work for any video game company so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls I'll give away a game, release dates All that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Everyone says, I wish I was in your shoe, I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the That's tenth right. of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. Let's go back in time. July 10th, 1951, Randy Turpin beat Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson, to win the world middleweight title before a sellout crowd, of course, in London, New York. That was his home, uh, London, the UK, that was his home turf. July 12, 1986, Evander Olafield won his first title. A split decision went over Dwight Colley for the WBA Cruiserweight title. Man, that was, seems like a long time ago. On the same card, my guy from 1984, Steve McCrory. Wow, he lost to Jeff Fennick by a TKO in 14. Straight up, Steve McCrory, a good fighter, Milton McCrory's brother. On the 13th of July, 1980, Matthew Saad Muhammad, born Matthew Franklin, a great guy, stopped Yaki Lopez in the 14th round. Of course, Yaki Lopez from Stockton, California. I see him at boxing meetings, local boxing meetings, always a gentleman, the, the most eloquent man you can ever imagine in your life for taking the beatings that he's took, man. I mean, straight up, that guy is like undamaged. He could probably, uh, he is like incredibly articulate. I just, it just blows me away anyway. I love having to spend, I love having the ability to spend time around Yaki Lopez out of Stockton, California, but he lost to everybody for the title. I mean, he was a guy, if you couldn't beat him, you couldn't beat champion, you couldn't beat champion. Yaki Lopez was a gatekeeper back in the late 1970s and early 1980s. And in 1947, get this, the last time I saw Rocky Graziano, you know, that guy that somebody up there likes me, did the movie on him and that kind of good stuff. Last time I saw him, we're in, we're in Atlantic City or at some Donald Trump event 
uh, and we're doing a party on Sugar Ray Robinson. In fact, Millie Robinson was there. I remember talking to Millie, and Rocky Graziano walked by, and I said, excuse me, Millie, and I said, hey, Rock, Rock, can I talk to you, blah, 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 blah. So I'm following him down the hall with my tape recorder in my hand. This is the way we used to do things back in the day. We had the tape recorder and the microphone, and I'm following him down the hall, and I said, can I, Rock, Rock, can I get an interview? Can I interview? He goes, hey, kid, let, okay, kid I, I can't right now. I got to go take a squirt, okay? Let me go take a squirt. I'll be right back. I never saw him again. He died, a few, he died a few months later. But the bottom line is, in 1947, he battered Tony Zale in the submission at round six of a fight expected, uh, 15 rounds expected to win the World Middleweight Championship. Of course, 15,000 people in Chicago Stadium. And back to, of course, Detroit. I forgot to mention this. I did the last Thomas Hearns fight. It was a ring announcer on February 4, 2006. Of course, Emmanuel Stewart, I was his guy, brought me back to Detroit to do the last fight card at the famed Palace in Auburn Hills. Some of the fighters have fought there. Jimmy Paul, of course, that was Emmanuel's first champion. Of course, the WBO 135-pound uh, champion. What happened there? Of course, Emmanuel's bet $625,000 on Jimmy Paul to beat Greg Hogan, and Greg Hogan beat Jimmy Paul like a rag doll. Uh, Chris Bird fought there. The Durrell brothers fought there. Tony Tubbs fought there. Tim Witherspoon fought there. Leonzo Barber, of course, that was the guy that I went to, to China in 1993, and we did the first world WBO light heavyweight title fight. Of course, that was from the brawl at the wall in Beijing, China. Of course, that was breaking history, man. We hadn't been a fight there since 1949, and the communists take it over a mousy tongue. But Obakar fought there, and Michael Moore fought there, and Mark Breland and Milton McCoy. Bottom line is, I did the last fight there, February 4th, 2006, Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Man, that was a good night. Everybody was still alive back then, and it was just it was a wonderful evening. And hey, and, and, and Aretha showed up. And, and that wasn't the fight card where she called me Paige. That was the first time I ever met her. Okay, I got the interviews with me, Aretha Franklin. I was like, oh, freaking out. Uh. Anyway, so, so anyway, then, of course, the second time at Cobo Hall, um, when I introduced her, uh, I knew, I knew, cause, cause Emmanuel, Emmanuel ended up telling me, you're gonna, somebody that likes you is gonna, gonna be, uh, you're gonna introduce somebody you like or somebody, you know, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was freaking out all day. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine who it was. Then he ended up telling me, I realized it was Aretha Franklin, and she came over to me and said, hi, Pedro, how are you? Lady met me once, like three or four years earlier when I introduced her, as I said, at the palace. So now she remembers three or four years later. Emmanuel must have told her. Anyway, um, but the bottom line, she goes, hi, Pedro, how are you? I was like, ah, I was like, 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 I, I couldn't, I, I, like a noodle. I mean, I was. I tried to be, I was as my, uh, trying to be cool and that kind of good stuff. But hey, this was Aretha Franklin, so that was tough. Anyway, the palace was destroyed. Cobo Hall was destroyed. Um, they're building new, they've got a new arena in Las Vegas, so I wish them the best as, uh, in Detroit, so I wish them the best for that. A thousand people were allowed to attend a box show Saturday at the 11,000 seat Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi, Mississippi. Organizers issued a warning. Entry to this event is at your own risk. What the hell does that mean? It used to be if you went to a fight, the worst thing you had to worry about was maybe somebody throwing a beer bottle and hitting you or something like that if they, if they, if the hometown guy lost. But now you gotta worry about the, hey, you gotta sign this thing. If you come in, you're waiving your right to like, Healthy? Have to be unhealthy? Shouldn't they throw an event that's healthy to begin with? What are they doing th throwing things indoors? Indoors are not cool. I don't know what the people in Biloxi, Mississippi, um, are thinking, but I could tell you this. I remember back in the days when, God, I can't think of his name right now, but the guy that ran the Mississippi Boxing Commission, he used to collect his money in advance in cash. 
I'm Billy Lyons. I think that was his name, Billy Lyons. He used to collect the money in cash. Never saw an athlete. He came and shook us down. He should, we were part of the promotion. He came and shook us down. He would shake us down before the fight. You know, it was this cost and that cost and this cost and that cost. You know, Billy, uh, yeah, I think it was his name, Billy Lyons. Anyway, he was a, um, kind of say an eccentric guy, no doubt about that. But there were fights in Mississippi and the main event cruiserweight Deshaun Webster, now 12 of 3 with three draws. Always suspect when guys got a lot of draws. Six KOs and Sam Clarkson battled to a 10-round majority draw. Another draw. <laughs> Surprise, no. Clarkson was the aggressor and landed the better punches, but the judges scored it 95-95, 95-95, and 96-94. Um, but the bottom line is it was a kind of says, a fight on television, but they're not really fights. They're like exhibitions, and I keep trying to tell people. People say to me, when will we see some real fights? You know, when this when, when this pandemic thing clears. You heard Lopez Piatima saying, hour number one, that you know, he hopes to uh, be able to hook up with Lomachenko in an outdoor stadium with limited seating sometime in the fall. We'll see if that happens. Anyway, speaking of the fall, I'm not happy about this at all, because in the fall he'll be officially fighting as a well as a featherweight. I'm talking about WBO Super Bantamweight Champion, the best fighter in all of Mexico right now, Rolando Navarrete Martinez. That's right, Martinez. One speed, which is like 35, one, something like that. I mean, incredible record. All kinds of knockouts. The best fighter pound for pound in Mexico. One of the best fighter pound for pound in the entire world of boxing. No doubt about that. And at 122, there were other fights to be made. Big fights to be made. And now he's moving to 126, which sort of leads me to believe that he doesn't have the intestinal fortitude that I thought he had. That he doesn't have the confidence in himself that I thought he had. That he doesn't have that he doesn't have the that he doesn't have stones the size of an elephant like I thought he had. Maybe they're like more like more like akin to a hamster or something like that. Because at 122 there was unfinished business for him. But what happened? He's moving to 126. Of course, WBO 126 pound champion Shakur Stevenson. Maybe one of the reasons why Navarrete's moving to 135. I mean to 126 from 122 is that Stevenson is moving up to 130 pounds. He'll be fighting for the belt pretty uh, in the near future. At the end of the day, sure, Chris Stevenson may be the best of the bunch there uh, as far as styles are concerned. But Navarrete, the old Mexican boxer, you think you know the slugger that was willing to take four or five punches and land one? Not this guy. He's sort of like Pernell Whitaker, always on his toes, always on his feet, moving about, throwing nice combinations. He's tall. He's lanky. He's lean. He's got long. Long arms, decent punching power, but at the end of the day, you got to clean up business at 122. In other words, I didn't move up to 147 and get beat until I beat everybody at 139. You know where I'm coming from? Junior welterweight, you make the move to welterweight, you have cleaned out your division before you moved. He never even attempted to clean out division. So this guy I was heralding as the best fighter in all of Mexico. He still may be the best fighter in all of Mexico, but I got to tell you, man, I'm not too happy with the fact you're moving up to 126 pounds so damn quick. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. Next up, one of boxing's true gentlemen, David Jaco, on Sports Byline.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Pull up some dust and sit down. Little bit of East Bay Soul here. That's what they're called, East Bay Soul. That's the band, EastBaySoul.com. Of course, Tower of Power co-founder Greg Adams leads this band. Bad dude, Greg Adams. On trumpet, he was supposed to go to, like, the the Julian School of Music. And he said, you know what? I'm going to join Tower of Power at 17. He did and went around the world. More power to Greg Adams. Now, I've been a lot of places in the world. I'm looking into my, my uh, next guest professional resume. He's been about everywhere in the world. I'm seriously. I'm talking about heavyweight David Jekyll. And Dave, I haven't seen you since 1994. How's life treating you? Life should be good, Pedro. That's good, man. I'm, uh, I'm living I'm living in Bradenton, four miles from the golf. Semi-retired, I'm doing pretty okay. happy camper right now. That sounds good, man. You know, when 
everybody everybody has a different story about China. You met a couple of women over there. I mean, everybody has a different story about China. Is that well? There was like there was like maybe like seventy five of us over there. Say seventy five was over there. But we all have seventy five right. individual stories because it was seventy. I mean, we all have our own different. Every time I run into somebody from China, they've got a different story. Yeah, it was a pretty uh crazy wild trip over there in Macau and uh Juhai and Guangzhou and Hong Kong. The four cities that me and my friend Riley Cutter all got to visit for a little bit and uh I I never seen so many people. It's unbelievable the population of China. It's incredible. No. Yeah, did so did did you go over there twice with us? Did you go over for the PR tour and for the fight itself? No, I didn't, I didn't make it that first trip to Beijing. My manager, Rick Connie, was there. Rick went with, uh, with Harold Smith the first time, but I only went to that trip when I fought David Bale on the car with that Chinese heavyweight that was supposed to oh. be so great, knocked his last oh. hundred opponents out. <laughs> Man. Okay, hey, he hey, almost hey. Got, Dave, I tell you. a lot of trouble for us. Yeah, Dave, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell the story, I've told the story on the radio real quick. We, we had this guy, this Chinese guy, we'll call him Joe Lee, and I don't remember his name. And they didn't even put his uh-huh. name in, in the box rec record books. So anyway, he's gonna have his professional debut, he's a kung fu king, he's supposed to be killing everybody, and they assign me to go running with him. But he doesn't want to go running, instead we go eat breakfast, and he put, I counted him, Dave, he put 47 strips of bacon on his plate. You should, I was freaking out! I mean, come <laughs> on! 47, I counted him! 47 pieces of bacon! So anyway, this guy Guy's obviously not a dedicated athlete. I mean, there's, I mean, this is good. No, I mean, that... he looked. He, he didn't look. He knew the first thing. I, don't, I just don't know where he got it. Yeah, and of course, the story about him. Yeah, but uh, for another friend of mine who's involved to read a lot of books, he said they had him in a magazine that he supposedly knocked his last hundred opponents out. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, throw him up, and you know, and then what happened? We got to fight and. It was the craziest thing I ever think of now. Well, it's because they come up with. It's because it was a fixed fight, and we put. I didn't know the fight was fixed, but Harold knew it because Harold uh, put him in with that professional wrestler. Exactly, guy just lost 150 pounds. Yeah, something like that. Seconds <laughs> can't hang on him. <laughs> you know, hey, what about the terrible. Dave? What the about that? Started, oh boy! What about that riot afterwards? Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got out of there, man. I don't want to get. I don't want to get involved. Uh, I'll tell you, Pedro. I was just so afraid they were going to take our passport. They were. I'll tell that guy. You know, I don't know if you know about, but that guy we're talking about, the Chinese heavyweight. Yeah. He's never been found. He's never been found. He's been missing since that show. <laughs> you know what? He, I hate to say it, but he brought that on himself. For, but Dave, Dave, you, you know, I'm a bit of an anal guy, you know what I'm saying? But I'm looking at this guy's plate, and I'm counting the strips of bacon on his plate because I'm freaking out. I don't eat bacon, and I sure wouldn't want my fighter eating a whole lot of bacon, any, if any at all. And he's got 47 strips of it, and he's, and I tried to pull the plate away from him. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and that didn't work out too well either. Because I think he was he got, he got a little he was offended anyway. So I told Harold I can't babysit this guy. That's what they they assigned me to babysit him. I couldn't babysit him. Well, he came up. Harold wanted Rick County, my man, to be the main trainer. So 
he came up to the gym in Macau there, and we got in the ring, and he came out for first 15, 20 seconds throwing some steam on some punches. And I started firing him up pretty good. I lit him up pretty good. I legs a little wobbly in that, but Rick Connie stopped him sparring, called me to the side, said, Dave, don't hurt this guy, whatever you do. Take it easy on him, you know, don't, don't work him over. So I did hold back a little bit on him, which I was only trying to spar anyway, but he was coming there to impress people, you know, whether they're Chinese reporters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he'd come in there like he's a wild man. And I thought, well, I'll just got to punch him, mix it up. I started lighting him up a little bit. That's when Rick County called me over and told me not to be firing him up too bad. Is Rick, Con- hurt him. Is Rick Conti still alive? Rick's doing real good. He just moved from Sarasota. Unfortunately, sad news, Rick lost his wife from breast cancer. That's too, I'm sorry he to hear that. He was married to for over 40 years, yeah. yeah. That was his life. He never had no kids, so that was his life. So he ain't got no relatives there. So okay. he moved out to where his sister and where his nephew and his wife lived in Clearwater. Rick moved to Clearwater. Dave, heavyweight David Jekyll's our guest, folks. He's fought guys like Mike Tyson and George Foreman. How do you how do you get into the ring with Mike Tyson? With I mean, I, I'm not I'm going to tell you the truth, and and I'm not trying to put anybody down on this one. But Alex Stewart sort of had a wet fart, if you know what I'm talking about, in the ring yeah. w- when he was standing there with Mike Tyson. He sort of spit on himself, but spit with an H. How do you stand there against Mike Tyson and, and realize he's coming at you? You did it. How do you do that? Uh, it's pretty easy. You know, we do it. I was, Tyson was my 22nd fight. I was 19 and 3, 23rd fight. But I know he's been that month I fought him. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated about being predicted to be Floyd Patterson's mark for being the youngest heavyweight champion. Wow. So I knew he was south. So when I got there, went to Wayne to New York, I got to say hi to you know, Dylan Bob, but we didn't take much each other. He went by, but I knew he meant business. And the thing was, the word got out at the fight there in Albany that there was showtime and HBO reps in the audience because Mike's adopted father, everybody knows, Custy Amato, died in November. And this was going to be his first fight in January, a couple months after he passed. So they want to know if this was psychologically bother Mike, change him any in fighting. So there were a lot of people in the audience, and Mike got wind of that. And, you know, I had all plans to try boxing, but I had no choice. I had to start throwing punch. He come out like a Tasmanian devil throwing to me right from the get. You seen the fight, haven't you, Pedro? Yeah, I saw it. And you know, I'll you tell know, you, I mean, I, you, Dave, Dave, Dave. I didn't fight. When he hit me, I didn't fight. I went I was just fighting the punches. Dave, 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 you got you got bigger stones than me. Let me tell you, I was supposed to fight Zach Padilla, the future world champion, at an amateur boxing tournament in Northern California in 1984. So I went and got some films of the guy. They tell me, yeah, he throws 180 punches in 180 seconds. I'm like, oh, that's impossible. Nobody could do that. 
But he did. He threw 173 punches in 180 wow. seconds. So I said to myself, there's no way in the world I'm going to beat this guy. So I, so I, I backed out of that fight. But, but you know, you went in there with some monsters, George Foreman, Mike Weaver. I can say that. Hey, Pedro, they say fighters don't have good memories. Ask me who I fought. Can name 18 top names of contenders and champions off the top of my head. Yeah. I, I, I have a memory like a block of steel, my long memory. You know, and, and uh, you, and you beat undefeated Razor Ruddick. And people don't realize that Razor Ruddick was undefeated and you whipped him. You stopped him. And I also went 10 rounds with the guy Nike Tyson out, Buster Douglas, and Stitches in Vegas. And I also went to this with Oliver the Bull McCall, the first man to stop Lennox Lewis. So, no matter what people want to say, I was a Puka or what. I was a pretty good journeyman, you know what I'm saying? Who who hit the That's hardest? That's why them guys gave me them fights, because they know I didn't quit and lay down. I fought until I couldn't get up anymore, until I got stopped. You know, I didn't I didn't quit for nobody. Well, well, Dave, Dave, we knew that. I mean, it was never a question of the size of your uh, uh, sack down there, your stones. I mean, they were like basketballs. We all knew that. There was no doubt about that. And to step into the ring with the guys that you stepped in the ring with uh, is just is just commendable. There's no doubt about that. But who hit the hardest? I had to say George Foreman when I fought him. was on his comeback in 88. I fought him in Bakerfield, California. And George came with a, George was, I had a lot of plan. I had my fight plan for Big George. I was going to do that at least, stay away for him, you know, take him five, six rounds, get a little tired down, and I was going to do something, try to, you know, we'll come on to him, and about a, shit. Toward the first round, George sees me, I'm moving, so he comes in quick with a haymaker right hand, and I'm waiting to catch on the side of my body, he comes over on the back, hits me right above the, on the spine, right above my ass bone. And my, I mean, with everything, 300-pound haymaker was. And I went up from the way he stopped. I went down on my knees. The referee come over and started counting. And I asked him, I said, you going to warn him? You can't hit the back. And he told me, I can't do nothing. Interesting. Dave, we thank you so much for the, spending some time with us on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'd like to have you back, back real soon. Please stay healthy. Thanks, Pedro. You too. Good talking to you. And have a good year. Dave Jaco on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. 
Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the Superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Woo! Let that guitar roll a little bit. I we used to say this was new Tower of Power, but this was two years ago on the Soul Side of Town, a year and a half ago. They got another album out, I kid you not. Check it out. Tower of Power's got two LPs out in less than two years at TowerofPower.com. Emilio, you're welcome. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, UFC rocking and rolling last night. The main event, of course, coming to us from Fight Island in Dubai, which is a piss hole if you ever want to go somewhere. Uh, it's not Dubai. Anyway, Jorge Masvidal, of course, was the loser via a five-round decision. The judges were pretty decisive, and it was a rout. Uh, now, 17-1, and one, he hasn't lost a fight since 2013, is the world welterweight champion, Kamur Usman. Clean sweep on two of the three judges' scorecards. You got to feel pretty good about this win, man. I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I feel great about it because um, that's the thing about George Masvidal. He, he was the biggest, baddest dude out there, and he comes with a, you know, it, it's, it comes with an army. And when I say army, I don't mean just people with him, but he comes with that whole aura, that whole energy. And, and, and I felt it all week, right? All, all month, the, the last six months right. to where this fight was supposed to, to be made. You know, I felt it. He's, he's a big, bad dude. He, he was tough. And then, Having to make the mental switch on, on six days' notice, uh, it, it was a tough one. But, you know, that's what I do best. When when, when the going gets tough, I, I get going. Yeah, well, of course, you know, a lot of 
credit was given to Jorge for taking it on six days' notice. But as you said, for you to do that, to switch it up a completely different style, when the stakes are so high, when the belt is on the line, something you've worked so hard for, to still accept that, I mean, you deserve a lot of credit. Did anything about this week frustrate you? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it frustrated me because um, this is uh, when you're champion, you have to be able to to, to do do it at the drop of a dime. And, uh, you know, just kind of watching some of the great champions from the past, from different sports and, 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 and different just athletic events, this is, this is what champions are made of, mm-hmm. being able to make that switch and still go out there and rise to the occasion. And uh, George is a tough dude. Like, we all knew that. We knew he was a big – he was a gamer. And he showed that tonight. You know, he didn't break. He, he stayed in the fight. He kept fighting. You know, there was a couple of moments where I, I was just testing him. I, I, I was hitting him to the body just to kind of test his will and see where he's at. But he, he never wanted out. He stayed in there. And, uh, you know, but I did what I did best, and that's dominate. This was a most unusual fight week for you. I don't think a lot of people realize you were in Vegas, then went to Dallas. And you got here pretty late, had to quarantine. How was the whole week compared to a nor- normal fight week in the UFC for you? It, it, it was tough. It was very, very challenging because you, you have to be able to – like, I'm in Vegas. Everything is on point. I'm preparing for a completely different opponent, different game plan, and fights off. And as a fighter, Mike, you, you can attest to this. You know, once you sign a contract, mentally you're turned on. Oh, yeah. You're preparing for that fight. And then they tell you fights off. <sighs> okay, you turn it off. I heard you know, the story. You cracked a beer for the I, first time I, in I 10 months. For, yes, I'm literally at the airport, and I'm screwing off the top of the beer. I get a call. My manager's like, I think we got to fight. I'm like, well, there goes that beer. Pulls <laughs> it back on. I I'll gave take it to someone, and I, I, I took off. And having to make that switch and, and knowing that I had put on eight pounds that night before, uh, wow! I had to get get to work and, and get that weight off and then go back to Vegas, get quarantined, and then fly over here, quarantine for 48 hours. On top of the time switch, that that was one of the biggest things is, is trying to stay mentally in the zone and engage the time to where you were going to fight and how to come out. And, and it, it was a tough week, but, you know, I had to come out and still rise to the occasion and do my job. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, John. No, go no, ahead. Please, no, 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 Michael. Please. You're in the Hall of Fame. Take okay. it away. Jeez, I thought we were going to take <laughs> the tie here. <laughs> uh, no, listen, as you said, the time change, flying to Abu Dhabi, you know, it's not like you were here for weeks with a lot of time to adjust. And I'm, I'm not sure if a lot of people at home realize how hard that was just to completely change your sleep schedule. Then to have another opponent, a guy that's dangerous, that's fast, that's slick, that actually came in in really good conditioning, considering that he took, took it on six days' notice. Was there anything about the fight that surprised you? Um, I mentally, I, I wasn't surprised because I, everyone saying, "Oh, he took the fight on six days' notice." But Masvidal has only one guy to prepare for. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was sitting at a position to where this was the only fight for him. Right. And the only reason this fight wasn't made earlier is because he was going through some contractual obligations, some contractual things. That was the only reason. He's training for just me. Right. And so everyone's like, he took the fight on six days. No, that's well, I'm the only guy he's been training for. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep, I'm true. the one who had to make the mental switch after preparing for a completely different guy, different style, and have to, you know, now mentally focus on, on, on Masvidal. And it, it didn't surprise me. I knew he was going to be tough. And everyone's like, oh, he might be out of shape. No, I knew he was in right, shape. Like, right. even Dustin Poirier said it, he did all of his camp. And there was a couple of other guys that, that were training for fights that he was in their camps as well. So I knew he was going to be prepared. George Masvidal is a dog. I, 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 we've always known that. And, um, you know, I had to go out there and just kind of outclass him tonight. 
You know, <clears throat> when you take fights on on the last minute or at last minute notice, uh, I mean, virtually at the last minute. Let me tell you a little experience I had in 1984. It was May of 1984. I lose the decision to Vincent Webb. He was ranked number nine in the country, and I lose the decision to him in the Western Olympic Trials in 1984 Olympic Trials over there in um, Colorado Springs. So I come home. I'm not too happy about that, but then again, you know, I wasn't battered. I wasn't stopped, anything like that. I hung with a world-class guy for three rounds. Anyway, at the end of the day, I learned a little bit from that fight that, you know, Vincent takes well to the body. That's all I can say. I hit him to the body so many times you wouldn't believe it. Anyway, so I lose the decision, and I come home, and they tell me, we want you to main event the Menudo Festival. I said, what the hell's the Menudo Festival? He goes, well, it's this festival we hold in Contra Costa County in Livermore, I think at the at Pleasant at the county fair, and like, thousands of people are going to show up. So we, we want you to be in the main event, blah, blah, blah. This is Otis Grimble, the Golden Glove Association president. He's a Sacramento cop that committed suicide later in life. Anyway, he runs this big con down on me because I just got home from Colorado Springs. I don't want to be fighting in a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm tired. I've been training my ass off for a year and a half, straight up. Anyway, so I say, okay, I'll take the fight. So he says it's going to be at 147 pounds. I said, you know, I don't like fighting that big. You know, why don't you bring him down to like, to give me a guy that's 42 or 43, somewhere around there. He said, no, no, it's going to be fight 147, and you're going to fight this guy that's uh, Baba from Fort Ord or something like that. The guy was in the Army. I said, okay, Army guys are always tough, but they can't fight too well. They get into the uh, boxing team because they don't want to do the, the Army work. That's usually how these guys end up uh, being on the boxing team as far as the military is concerned. So anyway, so um, they tell me that the fight is off. The day before, the fight is off. They call me like, I guess about 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm starting to dry out a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about having to make the exact poundage and this kind of stuff, because I think I was like 148. I'm thinking about 148 for 7 the next morning, because we got to weigh in that morning. And I'm thinking about the weight this net, so I get a phone call that the fight is off. It's done. He ain't coming. The guy from Fort Ord ain't coming, and that's all there is to it. So I said, yeah, right on, blah, 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 so cool. So I go out that night, and I see my a girlfriend of mine, and we spend some intimate time together, you know, breaking those those rules that, you, that you're supposed to, like, follow as a fighter in training, right? So I break that rule. So anyway, she hey, takes me to the pepper mill here in Daly City. <clears throat> we had a couple cocktails besides the uh, in front of the, uh, the fireplace there. So, you know, I'm cool. So I roll to the fights the next day. The very next day, I roll into the Manuva Festival, and I'm not fighting again, right? But Lenny Albert is fighting, and I'm going to corner him. So... I'm going with him. Chris Gomez is there. My trainer is going to be there. So anyway, I get to the arena, and I, you know, I'm pretty loose. I think we smoked some weed in the car on the way over. I mean, we're having a great time, right? And Otis says to me, Pedro, <clears throat> the main event fell out. I want you to do the main event. I said, I, 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 I don't, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not ready to fight, man. And I, and I explained it to him. I said, I don't think I even have my my trunks. I think I had trunks and shoes in the car. But I said, I don't even think I have my trunks. Blah blah blah. He says, Oh, we'll get you a pair of trunks. This and but I need you in the main event. I said, Against too. He says, Well, there's this guy from Fort Ord, another guy, not the guy that you were supposed to fight. This other guy, the 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 the, the B guy on the team. I said, So you were, I was fighting the A guy in the 147. 147-pound four-door team, and he pulled out. So now I'm going to fight the B guy at Welterweight. Yeah, according. Yeah, right. Anyway, so I'm telling him, no. I mean, you know, come on, man. No, 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 no. So he kept on me for about 15 or 20 minutes. Finally, I think he challenged my manhood or something like that, and the macho in me came out, and I said, okay, okay, I'll fight him. So, you know, went to the car and got my stuff and came back and this and that, and 
you know, and they told me, I said, oh, this is how they called me to the fight. They said, we're going to have two-minute rounds instead of three-minute rounds because we were three-minute rounds. I was an open fighter, okay? So open fighters fight three-minute rounds, okay? Um, junior fighters and special seniors and that kind of good stuff, you get to fight two-minute rounds or less. Anyway, so they told me it was going to be a two-minute round. So anyway, we're standing in the center of the ring, and they go, this is the main event of the Manila Festival, three rounds, three-minute rounds. And I look over at Otis like, hey, man, you just told me it was going to be a two-minute round. Anyway, it was a three-minute round. So I knew right then and there that, you know, maybe I had bitten off too much because I'm looking at this guy, and he's like six foot two. He is tall and lanky. I'm going to have to throw overhand all day just to catch him, okay? So anyway, we go into the scrap, and I'm tired during the referee's instructions. I kid you not. I'm like gassed out in the first round. Uh, 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 looking like an asthmatic in need of an oxygen tank. I mean, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm losing this fight, man. I'm losing this fight against a guy. If I was focused, if I was together, i lick him like a stamp. He's mechanically inferior to me, okay? Something's wrong with me. Obviously, I'm not together. Anyway, the second round, I clip him with those overhand rights, and I open up a cut on the eye, and I'm dying. Uh, folks, I mean, uh, 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 I'm just dying. I don't think I've ever been that tired in a boxing match. Anyway, it's out there in the sun. The sun was beating down on us. It was in the 80s, as I said, May of 1984. Anyway, I cut him up on that one right-hand lead that I cut him with. I caught him with real clean, and I cut him above the eye, and I realized he's cut. So I let the blood cut, blood cut bleed just a little bit, and then I scream at the referee, He's cut! He's cut! And what does the referee do? The referee does exactly what I expected him to do. He jumps in, looks at the guy, pulls in the doctor, stops the fight. I win via TKL. Had that fight went any further, oh, man, I'd have got licked like a stamp, no doubt about it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. We'll go to a break in a few minutes, of course, but this is the Sunday edition, 11 a.m. Pacific time. A boxing car took place Saturday night at a drive-in theater in Dusseldorf, Germany. I kid you not. Fans watch the fights from their vehicles with the action also being seen on two big screens. That's sort of cool. And the main event, Super Welterweight's 154 pounds. Ahmad El Masosui is now 33-3-1 with eight KOs. I guess he can't punch. Scored a second round TKO over Sergi Watchside, 14-5-1 with seven KOs. What did I say? He couldn't punch eight KOs in 40 fights, and he knocks this guy in the second round. Some smell there. A barrage of punches stopped the referees, uh, brought in the referee's stoppage. The time was 154 uh, of the round. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, also unbeaten heavy, unheavyweight James Kraft, now 18 is zip with a draw on nine KOs, escaped with a six-round split decision over Karel Horschnick. Horschnick came in at 17 and 13. You know, that probably should have been a draw or a Horschnick's fight. Horschnick's one of those guys like Dave Jacob. He shows up, and on occasion, he wins the big fights, but they don't give them to him. Anyway, the judges were split on that one. The boxing buzz, ESPN is going to announce it. Uh, two-time, the bout that's been canceled twice between the WBC and WBO Super Lightweight Champion, 140-pound champion, Victor Jose Ramirez and Victor Postel will take place at the end of August. They don't have a date or a site, but I guess they're going to be doing that in Las Vegas at that little top-ranked uh, studio they got going on. Of course, the network also said that the WBO light heavyweight eliminator between Eladir uh, Alvarez, the former champion, and Joe Smith Jr., talk about a guy with a, a common name, is rescheduled for the third week of August. They were to clash in August and July, but of course, Alvarez suffered a shoulder injury. And bottom line is, you know, there's boxing's happening. They just had this WBA convention, the world of Bunko and Anarchy, of course, down there in uh, their headquarters in Venezuela. But the bottom line is they just had a virtual convention online. And, of course, I, I don't know what they got done, but it seemed to be well attended. And, and everybody seemed to be getting into this virtual thing, virtual boxing. 
you know, you're going to have to face the reality. That's what it's going to be like. Virtual boxing. We're going to be watching boxing on television. We're not going to be in any arenas anytime soon. And I think for those of you that want to push big fights at big arenas, I think you're pushing pushing possible tragedy, man. I mean, why get sick to see a fight? Come on. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey. Want a drink? No, thanks. I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 
Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Darkest of night with the moon shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. The man of the hour has an air of great power. The dudes have ended him for so long. In the 90s, there was a riot broke out at the Richmond Auditorium in a fight card. And, of course, I grabbed the microphone and I quelled the riot by screaming at the crowd, okay? Well, I wasn't able to do that in Macau because they didn't understand English. You know where I'm coming from? So, Dave Jacob, we're talking about that riot, of course, that took place in Macau after the, the Chinese phenom. It was supposed to be 100 and no. He had knocked out 100 straight guys. He couldn't lick a stamp. All he did was eat 47 strips of bacon in front of me. Anyway, he gets beat up by this wrestler, knocked out in the very uh, uh, where the wrestler takes a dive in the very first round. It looks like an obvious dive. I mean, the, the, the riot begins. What did I do? I got the ring car girls out of there. Right, Cuddy? That's what I was supposed to do. Yeah, I got the girls across the street. Bottom line is, got to save the women, man. And at the end of the day, uh, the cops came in afterwards and questioned me, and they, they, they were talking about holding passports and that kind of good stuff, you know. And we didn't have nothing to do with the Chinese guy. We couldn't help with the Chinese guy. I couldn't fight it, couldn't lick a stamp. But, you know, Harold shouldn't have put him on a card. It was all about people coming out to see this Chinese guy, and he was the biggest fraud in the history of combat sports. I kid you not. This has been Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Sunday edition, of course, of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. comes to you every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and about a 1,000 other Internet platforms. And also, of course, as well, we come to you on podcasts. All of these shows are on podcasts. This Sunday show should be up on the podcast at anchor.com, Ring Talk Live Worldwide podcast at anchor.com. You join that podcast, you click on it, and guess what? They will tell you every time the show comes up. And we have three hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide each and every week to bring you. You know, there's a million things you could be doing right now. The fact you listen to Ring Talk Live coming to you from the Sports Byline Studio as well. My name is Pedro Fernandez, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. On behalf of Scott Cuddy, the executive producer, everybody here at Sports Byline, stay healthy. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. <laughs> 